Welcome, 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 welcome back to Locked On 76ers. I'm your host, Keith Pompey. Happy Monday to you. It's Monday, July the 7th. Today's episode is brought to you by Locker Room. Download the Locker Room app from your iOS app store and find one of our Locked On rooms. Locker Room, changing the way we talk sports. Well, Mark, Sixers fan may be a little disappointed because we can't change what happened on Sunday. The Sixers lost game one of the Eastern Conference semifinals against the Atlanta Hawks, 128-124. to Mark, I got to give the Sixers credit for coming back because they were getting blown out down by 26 in the first half. But this isn't the way you want to start the Eastern Conference semifinals. This is not the way you want to start it. And, and you know, Keith, everyone was afraid that the problem would be could Joel Embiid play. If someone told you that Joel Embiid would go for 39-9 and nine and you'd still lose, you'd have a hard time getting a lot of people believing that. <laughs> so so they get Embiid, he's, he's in top form, and yet they got off to such a bad start, as you alluded to, and they really never recovered, even though they got it down to two late in the game. Um, you know, it just wasn't a good game. I mean, they, they, they allowed um, 74 points and a half. <laughs> that, that's almost incredible to think about that. Yeah, it was 74 points and a half. Like, here, Mark, so look, y'all, for this first segment, we're going to break down this game. We're going to dissect the game like we normally do. Um, we're going to talk a little bit about what what's the happening, what what happened, rather. We're going to talk a little bit about Ben Simmons. Uh, then we're going to talk about, you know, what can the Sixers do in the second segment to move on. And we'll talk about the series if, if our predictions have changed. Now, Ben, Ben Simmons, I felt like the biggest difference in the game, I don't know. I, I just felt like the Sixers could have had him on on Trey Young a little bit more. I mean, because when you look at it, let's if we're going to be honest, you know, the Sixers, Trey Young got off to a pretty good start. You know, Danny Green struggled on him. I thought the Sixers were going to take him off of him. They did some great adjustments in the second half, like as you alluded to earlier, with the trapping. But it just seems to me that I think I might have Ben Simmons on him a little bit more. I don't think there's any question, Keith, because – and look at the NBA minutes. He was not on him very, very much one-on-one. He, he does give him more problems with his length and his physicality. And, and nobody else, nobody else, including Matisse Thibel, who we all know is a good defender, could keep uh, Trey Young in front of them. So, yeah, and I think that'll be one of the adjustments you'll see. You know, Doc Rivers always says he doesn't like to put Simmons on the top guys right away. Because, you know, he's got to run his offense. He doesn't want to, you know, wear him out uh, before the game's halfway old. But I think you're going to see Simmons on him uh, a little more. He pleaded after the game for the for the case to do that. So, so I think it's going to happen. But I'll say this, though. Whether Ben Simmons is on him or anybody else, nobody, including Ben Simmons, can consistently keep Trey Young in front of him. He's, he's just that quick. Exactly, and see, part of the problem where, you know, here's the thing. If, if if it was anyone else, I would say, you know, let's have somebody else go after this guy, chase him. 
you know, or if be, or if it was um, a guy. I mean, what I'm trying to say is, if the stakes weren't high, and if Danny Green and Matisse weren't struggling against him, I would say, okay, let Ben guard someone else. Just lock them on, lock them down, so they can't get the uh, the ball to Bandanovich. But the way these two guys struggled, you know. I say you had to go to Ben a little bit earlier. And see, here's the thing also. The, the argument against that is when you have a guy like Trey Young, you know, or a guy like Devin Booker, a guy like that that can shoot and is going to launch the ball from anywhere, they tend like they tend to neutralize Ben's defense. But when you saw the way that they played, the other two guys, you just had to take them off them. Now, to me, the game was that 17-0 run. The Sixers were, you know, they were turning the ball over early. Um, you know, uh, uh, Atlanta was making a whole bunch of shots, shot like 72% in the first in the first quarter. Um, the Sixers shot the ball well, too. But it just seems like the Sixers went to their backup lineup late in the first quarter. And that led to the Hawks going on to a 17-0 run. To me, that was game. I mean, at that point, I know the Sixers came back, but they were never able to totally erase that deficit. And there's no question, Keith. And, and Doc Rivers asked about that afterwards, and he said, well, I had to keep my starters in the first quarter longer than I wanted to because they jumped out to such a quick lead. And when he did that, then he had to start all reserves in the second quarter. And as you alluded to, that didn't work. That didn't work out either. It's funny. The Sixers shot like 66% in the first quarter, and they were still down by 15. So uh, what does that tell you about about how the Hawks played? As you mentioned, they shot 72.7% in, in the first quarter. It was just, just an unbelievable beginning. And they kind of needed that because as the game wore on, you, you saw that Trey Young, Played 39 minutes, Keith, and he wore down. And he, anybody would wear down when, when the other team's putting two guys on you and trying to be physical with you and everything like that. But he did enough in the early going to, to really uh, set the tone for this game. Yeah, absolutely right. But let me tell you something about Indeed, Mark. Indeed is a job site that makes hiring as easy as one, two, three. Post screen and interview, all on Indeed. Get your quality shortlist of candidates whose resumes on Indeed match your job description faster. Only pay for the candidates that meet must-have qualifications and schedule and complete video interviews in your Indeed dashboard. Indeed makes connecting with and hiring the right talent fast and easy. With tools like Indeed Instant Match, giving you quality candidates whose resumes on Indeed Fit your job description immediately. And indeed, skills tests that on average reduce hiring by 27%. Get started right now with your free $75 sponsored job credit to upgrade your job post at indeed.com slash locked. Get a $75 job credit at indeed.com slash locked. Indeed.com slash locked. Offer valid through June 30th. Terms and conditions apply. Now, let me tell you this, Mark. 
I know you, you get tired of me talking about it, but Built Bar. So I'm not going to talk long, but I think everybody, you need to know, if you love chocolate like I do, but you want to be healthy, but you love chocolate like I do, <laughs> you need to go to BuiltBar.com. Did you know that Built Bar only has nine delicious flavors, right? The ones I talk about are coconut, coconut almond, cherry, raspberry, mint brownie, peanut butter brownie, double chocolate, salted caramel. I, that's all nine of them. I didn't mean to give you all, but I just couldn't help myself. But the thing about it is, it's 17 grams of protein, only 130 grams, uh, 130 calories, talking about grams, only four grams of sugar. And what you need to do is you need to go to BuiltBar.com, use the promo code LOCKED15, and you'll get 15% off your first order. Use the promo code LOCKED15 and, and get 15% off at BuiltBar.com. The last thing I want to talk to you all about right now is today on the road to the finals, our NBA playoffs coverage is brought to you by Michelob Ultra. It's only worth it if you enjoy it. And at 2.6 carbs and 95 calories, we can all enjoy the games a little bit more this season. Now, Mark, right now the Sixers find themselves in a 1-0 hole. They lost home court advantage. What do you think they need to do to get back into this series? What do they have to do in game two? Well, besides talked about maybe moving Simmons on Young more, I think they have to keep punching it down low, Keith. I mean, uh, they had no answer for Joel Embiid. Um, as much as Clint Capella is known for his fierceness and competitiveness, he just can't keep up with Embiid. They kept fouling, fouling him. And I didn't think they, especially with the Andre Hunter out, I didn't think they had any um, answer for Tobias Harris. I mean, he shot 8 for 13. So if I'm the Sixers, I am feeding both of those guys as much as I possibly can. I'm going to have Harris take, take more shots uh, and the C, because especially with Hunter out, I didn't see very strong front court defense from this Hawks team. Now, does it concern you a little bit, or if you're the Sixers, should you be concerned? As bad as they played, they could have still won this game, right? And <laughs> when you think about it, I mean, you look at three throw shooting, right? The Hawks were 20 for 21. The Sixers were 24 for 35. 24 of 35. If they would have made, if they would have gone 30 for 35, they would have won the game. You know? Well, the, the one problem when you have Ben Simmons going 3 for 10, Keith, you're always going to have that problem. It's funny. Here's a guy who didn't miss a shot from the field. And all we're doing is looking at his free throw shooting. But again, there, there's seven missed free throws there, and they're fouling him purposely again as well and, and everything. So as long as he's out there, free throw shooting is going to be a problem for the Sixers. Uh, as good as Embiid, Embiid was 14 for 15. We know Tobias Harris is an excellent free throw shooter, Seth Curry. But as long as he's there, that problem is going to exist. Yeah, it is. And, you know, you look at Matisse. Matisse had, I mean, excuse me, Tyrese Maxey. You know, he was two for eight today. Um, you know, Matisse Thibel, um, he had 10 points on four for six shooting. George Hill struggled today, man. He was 0 for two, uh, a minus 17. Um, you look at Dwight Harold, 
He was a minus 15. He missed his one shot. Um, Furkan Korkmaz played pretty well. I mean, that's a, a, a performance you could uh, build on. He was three for five. He had seven points. Now, again, on the defensive end, all the guys on the bench were a minus. I mean, the bench just got destroyed. You know, Matisse was a minus 12. Uh, Maxi minus nine. Hill, minus 17. Howard, minus 15. Korkmaz, minus 12. And Shake Milton was a minus two, but he only played 38 minutes. Um, I mean, 38 seconds. I'm sorry. So when you look at that and you see where the starters were all a plus, right then and there, that bench was the difference in the game. Well, it was. They they, they just were not good, as you mentioned, on, on both ends, ends of the court. And people will talk about Matisse and he made two threes and everything like that. I, I thought he had an off an off game defensively. What's amazing about George Hill, he was a minus 17, Keith, in only 10 minutes and 30 seconds of time. Mm-hmm. I mean, a lot, lot doing. So the bench, which which has been a concern from time and once again looks way uh, right now. I mean, Maxi gave them a, a big lift of energy, but as you mentioned, he wasn't making shots. He missed six out of eight. Yeah, and, and the thing is, I do think three-throw shooting had something to do with that, you know, the turnovers. I mean, see, here's the thing. The Sixers couldn't play any worse, in my opinion. But they came back. They made it a game when they went to uh, – they pulled out the press and the trapping and doing all types of things. But when they look at it, waking up tomorrow morning or waking up this morning, Doc Rivers has to be like, wow, we let them off the hook. Yeah, and also uh, the other thing is they got so many, and and uh, we wrote about this in the newsletter. They got so many open looks, and and again that was because of, of Trey Young. He'd get by a guy, he'd be picked up by a weak side defender, and he'd hit an open guy. And and to their credit, they you know they hit forty two percent of their three three pointers. Um, I know one of the real underrated people, one of the most efficient was John Collins. Uh, uh, he, he had some key plays late in the game. He only missed two shots, and, and he was efficient, seven for nine. So um, I, I, I thought he had a really nice game. Yeah, he did. He did. Let me tell you something, Mark. Bet online is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your sports action. The NBA playoffs are in full swing, and you can track all the action on Bet Online. Get all the latest news, odds, and info for all your sporting needs, including MLB, NBA, NHL, and all your UFC MMA action. Before the next pitch, head over to the NBA, I mean, excuse me, the Bet Online for on your laptop and mobile device and check out all the great sporting news, sign up bonuses, and contest information. Don't sit on the sidelines anymore as this is your chance to get into the game as teams prep for their runs to the play- playoffs. Um, or actually, the Sixers are already in the playoffs. They're ready for the their championship. Bet online, your online sportsbooks expert. Do it today, people. Do it today. Now, you guys can, in addition to listening to this on this podcast, you can go to inquire.com and read our, our coverage for, of tonight's game. You can also read it every day at inquire.com. You can also follow me on Twitter at Pompeii on Sixers. 
You can follow Mark on Twitter at SJNard. And uh, you can follow me on Instagram at Pompey on Sixers. Now, Mark, my question for you now is, do you think the Sixers can come back and win this series? Uh, no question, Keith. I, I said Sixers and six, and I'm, uh, I'm, not, I'm not wavering uh, at that. As you mentioned, they played as badly as they could, and they were within two with ten seconds to go and, and had, had the Hawks on the ropes. And, and the Hawks, to their credit, did hang on. It was a big confidence booster. I mean, we're talking about a team now that went in the playoffs, went in Madison Square Garden, and won two games on the road, and now one in Philadelphia. So that's uh, pretty impressive uh, from, from what we've seen uh, of them. They're showing a lot of spunk. They're probably not going to be as, as everybody thought they'd be, but I, I still think the Sixers. And we have to also think, we have to also say, Keith, we may not be able to take for granted Embiid will be okay all series. I mean, he looked great. He looked great on Sunday. But he played 38 minutes with that meniscus problem. The Sixers have to hope he holds up. But I think if he holds up, they win this series. Yeah, I think he'll be fine, man. Like, my, like, okay, so Wednesday when he was warming up, dude, that was the that was a great workout that he had on Wednesday. Today when he was or or Sunday when he was warming up. He looked good. He looked really good. And then when you talk to people, they like, oh, yeah, they knew that Embiid was going to play. They just didn't want to tell anyone. So, you know what I mean? I, I think that Embiid will be fine. I do. Because I know he did buckle. With, I mean, he did, like, tweak his knee a little bit in the fourth quarter. Yep. But at the same time, the dude stayed in the game, right? And I know you it's probably going to be sore tomorrow and the whole nine. But I think this is the playoffs. He's going to try to suck it up and go, not you know, knock on wood for the Sixers. But, um, you know, I'm not really concerned with that because I'm just telling you, like, you know, it wasn't like he was out there laboring. He was still doing the stuff that he normally does. And it gets to a point that we, 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 we're we accustomed to seeing Joel Embiid crash and, and fall to the floor now. So I'm not really concerned. Okay, I, I am because – if I worry about him from game to game, we'll, we'll, we'll see. I, I, I hope you're about it, but, but, you know, we'll see. But he was obviously a, a dominating force. And, and the Hawks have to stop fouling him away from the basket. It's, it's like giving the Sixers two points with how Grady does at the free throw line. That, that's something they're going to have to try to back on. Yeah, I mean, they point of foul, there's no problem. There were a lot of fouls away from the basket that they, they could have done without. Yeah, you're right. But listen, today on the Locked On Today podcast, an embarrassing exit for the Lakers. Get more on the sports news you need in less time with Locked On Today podcast. Follow the Locked On Today podcast on the Audacity app or wherever you get podcasts. But Mark, I want to thank you for joining I want to thank y'all for listening, and I want y'all to have a great day and a great week. Peace.